Today we're gonna share with you what shocked us. Shocked us. How do you say it? Come on, you help me out. Culture shocks. Yeah. You're listening to Jump Sembang Malaysia. <laughs> so right, I always find that in today's world, lah, mm. with internet and everything, right, you would think that culture shock is something that would be minimized. Because mm-hmm. you watch so many movies and everything, you roughly think that you know lah. You think you're a global citizen. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Because you feel like, eh, I should know about other culture because I read about it. I watch a documentary about it. And you really see reels from everywhere. Yeah, correct. So <laughs> okay. when you actually go like, you know, travel, you don't think you will get a culture shock. Okay. Or don't think like, it's in very minimal lah. If you do That's la. why it's called a shock. Correct. <laughs> so uh, when I went to Melbourne, okay, uh-huh. last last week I told you I went to Melbourne, right? Yeah. I thought, how culture shock can it be? Because I went to London, I didn't experience much culture shock. But then that okay. having said that, it was because I was living, I mean, a bunch of people were local. La, so yeah. And long. you stayed in a hotel, right? Yeah, uh. so not much of a yeah. culture shock. So when I went to Melbourne, I saw another Western country, like, how bad can it be? La? Yeah. So that was when I got most of my culture shock. Okay, like what? Like what? So for example, um, the first family I lived with was a local Australian family. Mm-hmm. So I arrived around, I remember after lunchtime, maybe like 3 o'clock or 2 mm-hmm. or something. And then after like an 8 hour flight or something like that. Or was it, yeah, 8 hour flight. So they got me from the airport. I remember so I was tired lah. After like okay, a 10 okay. hour travel kind of thing or 10 okay. to 12 hour kind of travel thing. Airport, they picked me up. It's a 1 hour drive. Uh, okay all la, so all included lah. Yeah. So when I remember reaching the home, quite hungry. <laughs> kind of missed the meals and stuff like that. And they said, oh, you settle down and then later we have tea. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. What time did you arrive? <laughs> 2.30. Afternoon lah. Yeah, yeah, afternoon. Okay. So I thought, okay lah. So uh-huh. I went and put my bag because they gave me like an apartment studio, like my own toilet, my own uh, okay. room, sweet, that kind yeah. of thing. Settle down everything, came out at 3 something. Okay, tea lah. Uh-huh. Wait for the tea that... Eh, where's the tea? Uh? That's where's everybody. Then by 4 o'clock, I said, Oh, I thought you, know, you all said I'm having tea. Like cookies and whatever, la, like uh-huh. my buffer before dinner, you know? Then they said, Yeah, 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 yeah. Tea is like later. And I was like, Oh, later then? Okay, 4 <laughs> o'clock. Maybe 5 o'clock is tea. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I waited, waited. I think tea was like 6. Okay. Which was a bit like, Oh, let's have tea now. And I look at clock. You mean dinner? My brain just okay. went. Okay. But what, what was apa yang dihidangkan? <laughs> Roasted chicken with pasta and mash. <laughs> so it was dinner. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, never mind. Just eat. Because I was too hungry and blurred to like figure oh. out what's happening. Okay? okay. So apparently in Australia, tea is their so-called our dinner. Australia? You sure know yeah. what? And Your when, family when may be British. Said, <laughs> when they say dinner, dinner, it's like must be a full course meal that you sit down and eat three hours. When they say tea, means they eat that dinner time one, but it's like less than half an hour, one hour one. It's our normal. Okay, but it's, then... It's decided by the duration Oh, so there okay? is... If tea you have tea, you might not have dinner. So tea is quick dinner. Dinner is, we're going to sit a long time and eat from 7 until 9. Oh, like we're going to dine. Yeah, dine proper. Tea is the not the dine proper. It's just everybody sit down, hey, say grace, eat, and then finish, then done. Okay. okay. So every time I tell you, I thought that was just the weirdest family lah, you know, like why are the tea and it uh-huh. confuse me. But the three weeks I live with them, that's all they did. Okay, tea is at six, tea is at six. <laughs> I got used to, tea is dinner, tea is dinner. And then when they okay. one day said, oh, do you have dinner? Then like, wow, they changed vocabulary. <laughs> and then, it happened to be like a four-course meal, lor, three hours. Lor. Then I went, ah. oh, this is dinner. Yeah, see? Dinner, four-course meal. Got appetizer, main course, then got dessert. <laughs> that is dinner. If you have oh. just one plate of food or you take stuff and put on your plate but there's no appetizer and no mm. dessert, it's not dinner. 
So yeah. Interesting. Then after that, when I moved to three different local family, uh-huh. I got used to it. Okay, we're having tea. So yeah. all, all three of them. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. So I was like so confused my brain right when I first arrived <laughs> expecting my cup of coffee and the cake that never happened because tea was always roast chicken, pasta baked, pizza, you see? Like, oh, okay, okay. Kind of like, well, no, roast chicken is not even fast food, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just for me, it was like, eh, quite interesting. Like, it's the mm. last thing on my on my culture shop list. <laughs> uh. Like you expect to have other culture shop but yeah. not with this, just the word tea mm. and dinner. So, yeah, lo, that hmm. was like my one of it. I'll let you share one more before I share a shocking one. Okay. You go Western country, I go Chinese country. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this was quite funny. In Taipei, I don't know whether it's the whole of Taiwan, but Taipei. Okay. You know, here you have Kopitiam and then they sell a lot of things, one. Yeah, yeah, right. Like a uh, coffee shop, then you have like ten different stores. That yeah, of. you have the Kopitiam, which is usually run by the drinks yep, section, correct. and then you have different things that you can eat lah. When I was in Taipei, right, it's like every stall sells whatever they like. The main, the Dish. main, how to say uh, If it's a chicken rice shop, this is chicken rice shop lah. It's one chicken rice place. Okay, and they don't drink like they don't ask what would you like to drink. Then like you don't order coke. Oh, you don't order kopi peng or whatever with your meal. <laughs> then what you order? So usually, right, they would either have just a canister behind it, go and fill in your own Chinese tea or water. Okay. And yeah. So nobody there orders drinks. Let's say you finish ready and then you're like, oh, I need my kopi peng now. Huh? You go to the next shop and buy. Huh? Oh, okay. Suddenly I'm picturing a food court, but it's not a food court. It's not. So they have their own table and chairs and everything in their own shop. And yes. then the next shop and the next shop. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, imagine it's a They're row not really of... wise, no. <laughs> no, uh, it's, yeah. But it's kind of cool. Okay, but yes, they cannot make money from the drinks, la. Correct. I mean, it's not the main money thing. So I want to go out with my friend, then she wants chicken rice, or any noodle. Okay, la, we sit next to each other, but then the shop, you know, I do. Like, no, so the it's top, like, like the, if I go to Malaysia Kopitiam, we can just go to sit at the same table and just order from 20 shops. But almost, this one cannot. Yeah, it's almost like you're in a mall. You either go to Chicken Rice shop, Chicken Rice shop, or, or Pizza Hut. Uh, something like that. Okay. Uh, Quite interesting. Since you talk about food. That was that time. Now, now maybe change. I don't know. Okay, since you talk about food, right? When I was in Melbourne, there's another word that was very confusing. Okay. You know how we are Chinese like to drink soup? Yes. So I remember one afternoon, mm-hmm. uh, they said, or rather in the morning, I remember they said, oh, this afternoon, I didn't cook again, complain, 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 something like that. Because to them, it's a hassle. Okay, it's a hassle. So for me, I said, oh, I can do lunch if you want. Okay, okay. I said, I will just do a ABC soup lah. Uh-huh. Like, so, oh, ABC. They were like, oh, Gina is cooking. Yay. You know? So they all do their own things and then I went and cook my ABC soup. It's okay. like, I just took the onions, the carrots, the whatever, and the leftover chicken. And just uh-huh. put everything in boy. Yeah. Boy, really that I said, okay, maybe they need cups. Ah. I don't know how people work. Okay. So I went around, you want noodle or you want pasta? And they said, but it's soup, right? Yeah. So bread lah. Why do you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just went, uh-uh. So after that, I can't remember, I just serve the soup. So after that, I serve, serve, serve the soup. <laughs> and then they just look at it and like, also oh, where's the soup? And I'm staring <laughs> at my ABC soup. And then I was like, oh, that's soup. Oh, this is called broth. Broth, ah. you know? Because Chinese soup are very liquidy. Yeah. So transparent to them, one. Tr- uh, very transparent. Not as long as it's like water liquid, it's oh, okay. broth. The uh-huh. idea of soup is must be creamy and thick. 
So they were okay, expecting like cream of a, mushroom, correct. cream of uh, chicken, whatever. So they were expecting some cream of something, and here I give you a bowl of water, <laughs> <laughs> and they went broth. What did they eat it with? The first like... culture was that lah. Then after that, I said, oh, we can easily just put pasta if you need carbs and whatever. But because you, they were trying to eat light anyway, so I said, like lah. <laughs> <laughs> then the second culture shock was, there's bones in the soup. Then I was thinking, oh, okay. we always boil with chicken bones, yeah, ma. Yeah. Then they said, are we supposed to remove the bones ourselves? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just didn't know how to respond. Then I was like, in Asia or Malaysia, we actually sometimes clean the bone as we drink the soup lah. Yeah, yeah. Or something. Then he said, oh, here, it's very rude to serve bone in the soup. <laughs> so I was like, very rude lah. I served them a bunch of bones. <laughs> You're like, it's soup just give me back all your bones. Remove <laughs> yeah. the bones and I'll have them for myself. <laughs> Correct. So they were very, very clear. They tell me broth and soup lah. Oh. Which I was confused. Now, for example, the other word is porridge. We are having porridge for breakfast. Uh-huh. Okay, what's in mind? Porridge lah. The rice cooked long, long. Correct. Right? Porridge, I went out. It was oatmeal. Oh. And then they say, you can put honey in your porridge if you want. Because that was before I see the porridge. I was like, honey in my porridge? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then we can put strawberries. Strawberries in my porridge. <laughs> so when I saw oatmeal the cereal. Porridge. Yeah, they call it oatmeal yeah, porridge. Oatmeal porridge. Oh. And it's thick, like thick mm. porridge. Look like mm. our porridge at that. And they put all things sweet on it. Oh, what we call it? We just call it oatmeal lah. Yeah Overnight meal lor. <laughs> Overnight oats lor now. <laughs> but yeah, oatmeal that was like uh, the thing la, that I realised yeah. I could never eat was oatmeal porridge. <laughs> 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 I just remember staring at it and I just couldn't with their mama. I just went, okay, I will just make myself two slices of bread. But I think it is an Aussie thing because my friends, my Chinese friends from Malacca who have moved there also do that. Eat the oats with a lot of fruits lah. So. Yeah, so that's quite, yeah. So there's quite a few lah. Because I stay quite long with each family, two to three weeks, right? Ah. So I try to help out where I can. So there was okay. that other time I volunteered to do lunch. They were like, oh, let's see if Jira goes to so fast bones again. <laughs> and uh, what I did was, oh, uh, okay, I did fried rice. Ah. And then the kid really finished that. They all had like double rice or four. Okay, and then okay. the mother said, tomorrow, Jira, you must teach me fried rice. And okay. I went, I don't know how to teach, but okay. And then, and then everyone says, okay, what do you what do you need to prepare? I don't know. I will know when I look at the fridge. Like, you know, fried rice is oh. supposed to be leftover thing, ma. Uh, uh. So when I cook so that, like, I was cooking with the, the leftover, right? <laughs> so after that, I said, I will just like, yeah. Then she was quite serious. Oh. The whole family gathered to watch me teach them fried rice. And they had paper and they said, okay, how much rice? Whatever leftover rice, oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not like you're going to go shopping for fried correct. rice. Right. Then yeah. they just went, huh? Means... Ah, this size, whatever. See, see this pot like that, like that. Okay, then they write mm, half a pot of rice, and then they say, okay, what you put inside? They open the fridge. Oh, last day leftover spinach. Da, 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 chuck inside. They say, uh, uh, what's the measurement? I just chuck whatever there was left over inside. <laughs> so their brain just went. There's no recipe Grr. for fried rice. But the kids really love it. The nine year old boy really loved the fried rice. They said, mom, I can do fried rice every day with. Because Jira said just throw whatever. I don't have yeah. a thing. So yeah. apparently after I left, he did fried rice once a week. Oh, with whatever the there was yeah and the nice. mom was like good now the fridge is cleared but initially she was annoyed that there was no measurement right because you cannot write the recipe la. correct she's like, like how much oil you just put and see the colour law. Uh, if you have okay, if you're putting in a chicken that has the sauce then you won't put so much oil her brain just cannot her brain just went <laughs> huh? but yeah la, to think that they are very specific in their recipe hmm. how many cups how many spoons is like ours is like 
There is no such thing as agak. And that to them is cannot. <laughs> the culture shortness is tak boleh. Okay, okay. Yeah. Maybe after a break, I share with you one of the culture shock that my host share with me. Okay, and I will share with you something I made them realize about their own culture. Uh, <laughs> okay. Hey, 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 we've got good news for you. There are a few empty slots in our advertisement breaks. So if you'd like to become a sponsor, drop us an email at jomsembangmalaysia at gmail.com or text us at 016-696-0546. That's 016-696-0546. Now back to the episode. So this same host is also a writer. Lah. She went to Indonesia to do a tour. Mm. Then she went to Malaysia to do a tour. And she come back and tell me, uh, Malaysia Indonesia people very rude. And I went, huh? But then Juna, you're not rude. Right? Why? Ah? Mm. Then I just went, what, what, what made you say that? Then mm. she said, you see, if I finish a session, mm-hmm. a sharing session, then I'm waiting to talk to someone. Then oh, let's say I'm waiting to talk to A. Mm-hmm. And then I'm waiting, waiting, B will come and talk to A suddenly. Then I potong cut my queue and then C will come and talk to then I find myself standing there waiting 100 people keep cutting my queue and talking or if I'm talking to A and then someone come and you all don't line up to talk one hall like then I was like I think our culture when she said that I look back I said chances of us doing that is hi da, 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 someone smile you then you turn and hi then we don't specifically go hi I want to talk to you you okay. know we are quite over friendly people okay, that sometimes we don't but, realize mm. people just wants to have a one-to-one with the writer or the speaker or whoever. Okay, that explains why sometimes I wait to talk to somebody and I never actually do. You also experience that, huh, as a Malaysian? Because <laughs> I don't cut in one. I will wait. Oh, really? And everybody or? else would cut in and I'm like... They will uh, just la la. Finally, like, I give uh, up and walk away. She did the same thing but she came home feeling like, but I'm the VIP ma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she couldn't understand how we just can talk overlap each other. She said That's not even in a formal setting. For example, in the dinner meal. They are quite proper one. Okay, how's your day? And then the phone will finish talking. Then you ask a question. And for me, it's like, Are you okay, finish talking soon. Like, there's that, that silent pause that I sometimes feel. But to them, it's respect. So they don't see why when we go and have a meal, everybody's talking at the same time. <laughs> it's like, why are you all like this one? Wait, this is still Aussie, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so what I did was, did you know I have to make sure that I sit down there very quiet I cannot talk even though I want to ask a question like, hey why, why are you but I have to wait for her to finish that. just now why are you <laughs> so mm. it's a very different culture I find okay so now I'm wondering if it's actually because we're very like what's the Whether there's a Chinese word for la. it <laughs> uh, what Cholo ah <laughs> Yeah, so I, I don't know. I came back wondering whether I'm friendly or rude or <laughs> we are friendly or rude. Okay, so mine was this thing. Uh, again, sorry, because a lot of my international encounters are at international conferences. Okay. So there's this one um, where, you know, sometimes you need to issue like a memo or just to tell people lah, like, okay. oh, we're going to meet at so-and-so to talk about this. We are interested, come to this room. Okay. Right? And this little sheets of paper that were just flyers that were going out. Okay. Okay. So, this group put something about, oh, we're going to talk about this uh, topic. If you're interested, meet us at room, no, one, two, three, this Arvo at blah, blah, blah. Okay. And then it went out to the entire population of hey. the conference. It's from all over the world. And then I felt 
I could hear, you know, people looking at it. Left, right, centre, all going, what's Arvo? What is Arvo? What's Arvo? What's Arvo? What's Arvo? Everyone's like, what's Arvo? Arvo? <laughs> so I, I've, because I knew what, Arvo is actually short for afternoon. Oh. But the Aussies had no clue that Arvo was an Australian word. It's like mozzie, right? Mosquito. <laughs> Breaky is breakfast. <laughs> like, uh, but then I actually went up to them. This doesn't make sense to everybody else outside of Australia. Unless those who actually know Australian. <laughs> slang. Literally slang. It's like, you mean the world doesn't use Arvo? No. <laughs> wow, that was a worldwide... Yeah. They were on culture shock. Like, huh. Interesting. <laughs> Okay, I, I keep one last culture shock that will be the biggest one to end the episode. So, I just oh. want to ask you what other things do you have to share? Huh, I cannot think lah at the moment. Good Malaysian one not? I, I don't know. Huh. Then I have to share you this one lah. Okay, this okay, one is okay, quite okay. a culture shock. So, when, okay, back to Melbourne because that was my only solo trip Okay, alright. And I don't really go to other countries so far. So, what is it? London, Singapore, Bali, Indonesia. That's okay. It. Okay. So, um... The first thing I rest, I always thank God they give me my own unit, my own room with my toilet the first time, uh-huh. the first house that I went. Because I realized all toilets have no lock. Huh? No I didn't lock. realize that. And I remember, okay, so I arrived on the Saturday and then Sunday they go to church and then I'm supposed to join them for the church. Then I said, I am a bit jet lagged. Okay. The moment they left the house, I could hear them. I was like, safe, now I can take a shower. <laughs> Because I couldn't let... I just wanted to go to use the toilet also. I feel like... Like, like somebody opens the door. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's not that like the toilet is like tight like us. You know the toilet because like, wow, this is a bathtub. Like, like it looks like a room kind of toilet. And then the door is just sliding okay. door. I feel very insecure just going to pee. Okay, can you imagine my need to shower? <laughs> I just cannot. So yeah. I remember the first time was like that. Then I didn't really ask them about it because there seems to be quite normal lah. Like, they seem to know someone is in there. Even though it was quietly, somebody's in there. <laughs> or they, once in a while, you can hear them accidentally bumping each other. Like, you know, open the toilet. So, oh, you're in there. You're but so do they not? No leh. That's why I felt very insecure. I remember the whole first 24 hours, like, wow, this toilet business is a bit stressful lah. Okay. Huh. So, because they also gave me my, my own room ma, got toilet. Yeah. So, sometimes I will go to my room, lock my... A main door? Main door, okay. Huh. So, in Australia, how it works is they don't take a guest unless they have a... Sp- room for the guests. Okay. Okay. And some of them, they have it, what they call a studio or apartment. So you have your own living room, that main door you lock. Okay. And then in the main living room, you go to your bedroom and then go to the toilet. Okay. So that was the room I had. So I locked my living room door because Uh... my bedroom door also got no lock. Uh... Then inside the toilet also got no lock. So in order to go to the toilet, I need to lock my main door. So I did that a few times. Then I feel that they told me like a bit Hey, why you keep going back to your room? But oh. I just using the toilet, so it felt a bit rude. Right, so I right, try right. not to laugh. So it was all very weird, law. So I did that in the first Aussie house. Okay. Then the second Aussie house, I went also oh, no lock. I said, what's, ah. it, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I'm beginning to think like, why you don't use lock one? Hmm. You know. So again, I find reason lah. They will go to church or whatever. Every time they go, I say, how long you'll be gone? Do you know why you know you join us at the supermarket? Yeah, yeah. But how long are you gone? The moment they are gone, I go and take my shower eh. <laughs> And then... It would be quite fun if they were listening into your <laughs> and then, podcast right yeah, now. Yeah, there's no lock. And then it reached a point where after that, I sat down with my pen pal. I said, sorry to say I'm not... It's not that I'm antisocial, not want to go out with you. I'm just taking opportunities to take showers. Then she's like, but you can take shower anytime. But people might walk into me because I really feel like when I'm peeing, people walk into me. <laughs> then she's like, you see, uh, Gina, um, actually I never realised this. 
most of us don't have lock. It's because your family. Ah. You can see each other. Okay. Okay, so we have a guest. We forgot lah, got guests. We cannot see each other lah. <laughs> okay, so normally if you have a guest house, we might have done a lot. But in a normal Aussie house, yeah. the concept is we are our family. You're supposed to respect each other's space, see each other go in and out, whatever. And don't have a lock. Okay. Just in case anything happens, people can save you and stuff like that. Mm. So I went and was like, can you imagine the first six weeks I was living with local people? I why you all do lock toilet? Why? Hmm. And so many times they bump each other. So the third house I stayed was a Malaysian house. Ah, wow. go lock Malaysian. Go lock. <laughs> it literally shows you the 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 whole culture shock of that. Do you think it's a more of a trust distrust thing? I don't know. Maybe they're used to seeing each other's body thing. I don't know. To them, it's not a big deal. To okay. us, is for example, if let's say your father walk into you changing, it's a big deal. To them, it's like oh, sorry. I don't know. It's not a... Hmm. It's not a... Wow, I just saw something. Huh, like, like, that shouldn't have happened. To them, it's not... Don't have that. That shouldn't happen. It's like... Yeah, like it's a more open culture. La. Correct. But yeah. So that is one thing you will know. La. If you go to Melbourne Hotel, you will definitely have lock. La. But if you live in the culture, you get this whole... I must wait for them to leave the house so I can shower in peace. And then keep my ears listening to see whether they come back or not. And you know, if they come back, I better dress up soon, you know. Yeah. It's just... Hmm. You reminded me of one more can note. Come. Also Australia. Because I talk about the trust is trusting house. Hey, no, we have nothing against Australia. It just happened <laughs> to just, be right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've got very good friends in Australia. Okay, so we were talking about election procedures. Okay. <laughs> and uh, so, yes, so how, how does it work in Malaysia? Because they have this, ours is first past the post. They have like, oh, different system lah. You okay, that was what interesting. I just went. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, yeah. It's got this whole thing. Like, you really have to have majority voting for you kind of thing. So then, it, so how does it work in Malaysia? So I said, actually, well, first past the post. But how, if you ask how we actually do the voting, it's very simple. Lah. You just go to the voting poll, you bring your IC, and then you, they will call your name and they will strike off and say, okay, so and so, IC number. Correct. Then and they then they ink your finger. Yeah. And then they go, but... Why do you have to bring your IC? Like, we don't need to bring IC. And we just I go think there. they don't Hi, have. I'm Juwita. This is my name. Just, they don't even go. Like, they just mail off or so. Oh, no, well, but you can go there and this is my this is my name and this is my address. Then I said, what if somebody goes and votes on your behalf for a party that you don't want to vote for? And then they yeah, said, the eyes was like that. Who is that even possible? else would want to vote on behalf of you? It's like, it's illegal. I mean, if you don't vote, you cannot find. Yeah. Of course, they didn't say it in those words. So, why would anybody go and vote and use your name and not use their own name? And I'm like, okay, I should just shut up now before I... <laughs> I incriminate my country. But that level of trust. If yeah, you're yeah. so-and-so and this is your address, then yeah lah. No identification at all. I Nobody's like, going to steal somebody else's correct. vote lah. I was need to ink our fingers it so that we don't watch your time. <laughs> but it's quite amazing oh, that level of honesty though. Yeah. It's just like, wow. If it happens in Malaysia, that would be the day lah. We are merdeka. Soli lah, soli. Soli lah, soli lah. Anyway, uh, those are some of the culture shocks that we have experienced. Maybe you have heard of them. Maybe you have not. Just make sure that I'm having dinner and not tea. Uh, <laughs> if like, like, yeah. Those are things that you need to kind of know when you go out lah, I feel. Yeah. And uh, if you have any other culture shock story, uh, feel free to share with us. Uh, yep, we'd love to hear it.
Jom Sembang Malaysia is hosted by two Malaysians who are passionate about Malaysian stuff. Stay tuned every week for a brand new Sembang session with Juita Suito and Gina Yap Layung. Today's episode is recorded at Studio 2105. Remember to click like and subscribe for the brand new episode next week.